The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Rachel Zoe here, and we're going back to the Rachel Zoe Project for a very special takeover on my podcast, Climbing in Heels. Come with me as I take you back to season one to give you all the behind the scenes details and drama. I'll be joined by some special guests that'll be helping me share the real stories behind the most iconic moments in the show. So do not miss this special takeover of Climbing in Heels. It's going to be bananas. Listen to Climbing in Heels with Rachel Zoe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Fitness Disrupted, a production of iHeartRadio. I am Tom Holland, and this is Fitness Disrupted. Is the calories burned number on your cardio machine accurate? That is a question I get really frequently, and quite often I'll have someone say to me, Hey, Tom. I just worked out for X number of minutes and I burned X number of calories and the number of calories they are telling me in the amount of time they supposedly burned it is insanely high. And that's what we're going to talk about. Are those readings, is the number you're given when you finish your elliptical workout, when you finish your treadmill workout, is that number accurate? And let me backtrack a little bit. One of my experiences years ago, Okay, I'm not an elliptical guy. I just, it's not a piece of equipment for me. Many of my friends, people, it's super popular for good reason, really easy on the joints, allows people with many different musculoskeletal issues to exercise. So it's great. Low impact though, low calorie burn. But that's not always what you see. So years ago, I was at this fantastic Timex event with some great people. I was hired to do some stuff for them. And at the event, I was on an elliptical and had to sit there and talk to people too. Some triathletes were there and we were just doing different things on different pieces of equipment, but we we're talking to people. So I was there for about an hour and I needed to be on the elliptical. So super low intensity and talking to people. So on the elliptical, an hour talking to people. Dave Scott was there, crazy fun, uh, you know, amazing former triathlete. And when the hour was over, I looked at the number that flashed on the screen to tell me how many calories I had burned. And I thought, are you kidding me? It was so ridiculously high. I had barely broken a sweat. Sure, I was on for an hour, which is a good amount of time, but there was no way I had burned that many calories. And that goes to what we're talking about today. And I'm going to give you a study on the elliptical specifically, a recent one. Okay, so there are many different variables that go many into that number. And let's just start with the equipment manufacturers. If you get on an elliptical and just hit quick start or any piece of exercise equipment, you are suddenly a certain age and a certain weight. 
because they have to put in a number when they're figuring out those calories. And for one specific elliptical manufacturer, if you get on and you hit quick start, you are now a 35-year-old, 150-pound person, okay? You may be older, you may be younger, you may be heavier, you may be lighter, okay? But that's the default for that machine at quick start. Now, most machines allow you to punch in metrics, right? Three important ones are your age, your weight, and your sex. So when you do that, is it suddenly perfectly accurate? Not even close for the most part. Not even close. And there, again, are many different variables. Why? And so without getting too much into the science behind it, they have to use formulas. The equipment manufacturers, and I've been fortunate and, and work for one right now, the fitness advisor for one, and I get to talk to the, to the people who are, you know, the, the true brains behind those formulas. And I studied the formulas as well back in my master's work, but they're the ones who are programming them. And they're changing, but one of the resources that has been used forever is something called the Compendium of Physical Activities. Okay, it was developed back in the 80s, and it was basically doing two things, to enhance the comparability of results across studies that were using, here we go, self-reported physical activity. We're going to do, you know, how many times have I talked about the inaccuracies right there, self-reported exercise and nutrition, but they have to use something. Okay, but it was also used and is used to quantify the energy cost of a wide variety of physical activities. So my textbooks and, you know, they utilize things called METs and basically standardize guesstimations, estimations based on some data on the energy cost of many different activities. You know, badminton, tennis, swimming, walking, walking at certain speeds, all of those things. But that is an estimation, and there are so many variables, about five that I'm going to go into in just a second that go into play, but they have to start somewhere. So just know that when you get on, it is using a formula, and the formulas, yes, are changing, but also with the different equipment comes different variability. You know, treadmills, bikes, ellipticals, a little easier, but now you have so many other, you know, new, innovative pieces of cardio machines, and basically, the more complex you go the harder it is to get that formula accurate, all right? Now, let me give you one study, recent study, all right? Research article, Exercise in Medicine, April 2018, Caloric Expenditure Estimation Differences Between an Elliptical Machine and Indirect Calorimetry. I can never say this word, calorimetry, okay? Caloric Expenditure Estimation Differences Between an Elliptical Machine and Indirect Calorimetry. See, you do it till you get it right. Uh, and so... There's a flaw in this study, but it, it still is worth talking about, okay? Um, the exercise, not a flaw, but something you got to look into. Uh, the exercise session was 30 minutes on an elliptical trainer. Here's the thing, though. They did use the quick start button, okay? So right then and there, I just told you, now that defaults to a certain, so it is going to be less accurate. And what was the findings of this? And see this, I'm looking into the studies. We're not just, you know, throwing things out there at you. I'm looking at what's going on in that study as well, Okay. But it's still pretty accurate as to what I am seeing in many other studies as well. So the conclusion was that it overestimated by 100 to 130 calories per 30 minutes. And I would say, you know, in my experience, that's pretty accurate, if not less than what I've seen personally on machines with clients over decades of time. Okay, so again, each manufacturer is using their own patented algorithms. And I rarely go here, 
But if we're going to, where do you think, <laughs> I'm going to go here. Where, where do you think they're going to err on? The side of telling you you've done too little or you've burned less? Or do you think they're going to err on the side that you burn more? And I hate to say that, but they are estimating, right? They are using formulas. So I would say that they don't want to discourage you from using their equipment. You're probably more likely to use a piece of equipment that, <laughs> you know, feels like you're doing less and tells you you're burning more. I'm just going to leave that out there. I'm not saying that. I'm just going to say that's, you know, something to think about. We'll leave it at that. All right. And back to ellipticals. They oftentimes use a formula for walking, but they also may be set up for a formula that's used for biking. Okay. And this discrepancy can throw it off from one elliptical to another. Are you using an elliptical where the formula is for walking or are you using one where they've programmed it to be one for biking? And so again, when you look at the research, ellipticals tend to err on the high side of, of uh, getting it wrong. And it's usually as much as 20 to 30% or more. And when you look at the wide variety of studies, it could be up to 50% off for different pieces of cardio equipment, different brands. And what I'm not seeing... And if you want to send it my way, go to fitnessdisrupted.com, shoot me an email, show me some studies where it's underestimating significantly. I, I don't see that. All right. Now with treadmills, just real quickly with treadmills, one of the variables with treadmills is when you really get in, and I love this part of the exercise science, the speed at which walking becomes running varies from person to person. And that makes a big difference. And that can be generally between around three and a half, 3.7 miles per hour up to five miles per hour. So your body size, your leg length, your stride length, you know, your height's going to affect that. It doesn't ask you for that. It doesn't ask you for any of these things. And your normal walking pace and at what speed you start running, that can have a huge impact on the number of calories it tells you you burn. Okay? So, you know... It goes into all of these things. You can see now they're starting to add up. There's not just one thing. I'm going to give you a handful more, and then we're going to wrap it up. Okay, but it is going to overestimate. And this, this is going to make sense to you, hopefully, and, and be good news, as I always say on this show. Because you go, why am I doing this and I'm not losing the weight I thought? Because it's telling you you burn more than you do. And I could throw in the studies that, and I've talked about this, that that is one of the problems is because people say, oh, I burned 700 calories in half an hour of uh, cardio, which is really, 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 really hard to do. Let me tell you right now. And then they'll say, okay, so I can go out and reward eat. Well, the truth of it is you didn't burn that many calories and you took in way more than you probably even burned and, and you're now negating your results. All right. So you've got treadmills, you've got ellipticals overestimating for the most part for most people. And now here are other variables really quickly that all come into play. Doesn't ask you for your body fat percentage. That can be a variable. Okay. If you're 150 pounds of muscle with more muscle, I should say 150 pounds with, you know, less muscle that's going to play a role in the caloric expenditure. Huge, huge one is your efficiency. And I've talked about this, people who say, you know, I've been running three days a week on the treadmill or I've been, you know, walking or biking, doing the same thing over and over, you become more efficient. So your fitness level and your efficiency makes a huge, a huge, uh, plays a huge role. And that is not something you can punch in. And what does that mean? You go, what, how does that make any difference? Because someone who's more efficient is better at it, wastes less energy. That's how you get faster 
is your, well, what happens when you get faster? They're related. I often talk about swimming. I am a really inefficient swimmer. One of the upsides to it is I burn more calories than people who swim better than me. I'm always looking at the positive side. So your efficiency plays a huge role. And the more you do something, the better you get at it and the fewer calories you burn. And that is not taken into account by these machines. And technique is huge. Technique, okay? If you're holding onto the handrails, if you are draped over, if you're touching anything on that machine other than something like an elliptical where you're pushing the the handles back and forth, you are decreasing the amount of calories you're burning. You're holding up your body weight. And so many people do that. Uh, My gosh, back in the day of the Stairmaster, used to crank it up to 10. I used to watch these people. And then they would lock their elbows and do the little pitter-patter things. Do you think that number's accurate if someone's going through the full range of motion? So how you use the machine makes a huge difference. And so you can walk swinging your arms. You can walk holding on. Where do you think that's going to make a big difference in the number of calories you burn? The type of exercise, okay? If you're doing steady state, it's going to be more accurate than if you're doing and submaximal steady state, I should say, than interval type workouts or high intensity. Okay, the the formulas are more for steady state, lower intensity, submaximal exercise. Now, again, they're improving these formulas all the time, and it's different from machine to machine. But you can start to see that there are just too many variables to get it perfectly accurate. I'm going to bring this all home in a second. And finally, the calibration of the machine. I was on a a bike recently. I try everything, and it was a, a newer bike with power outputs and stuff. And I got on this machine at the gym. And there was a guy next to me on the same exact bike, and my machine was totally off the calibration. And I was putting out watts, if you're a biker, that that there's no way that Tour de France guys uh, would be lucky to put out. And I wasn't working hard. So it has to be calibrated. And if you have a treadmill or an elliptical over time, the belts are going to get looser. The parts are going to get looser. The resistance is going to become less. But the machine doesn't know that. And if you go to a gym, based on whatever piece you're using there— How many hours are on that machine? So you can start to see, holy smokes, there are so many variables that come into play. And most of them, I I can't think of one right now, where it's going to overestimate. They are, I'm sorry, underestimate. It is going to overestimate for the vast majority of variables we're talking about. Okay, let's bring it home though. Common sense. If weight loss is your primary goal, then the last thing you want to do is take that number as as gospel. And this is going to sound horrible, and I've said this to many people over the years, but if if weight loss is truly your goal, then cut the number in half. You go, oh my gosh, why would I pop? Because if weight loss is your goal, and it tells you you burned 500 calories, you probably, I'm going to throw, these are round numbers, guesstimations myself, 300. So if you say 250, Now you're 50 calories ahead. And I don't want to get into the whole thing, but you know if you've listened to any of my other podcasts about exercise, it is so much more than just those calories burned. The benefits are are so far exceed. But if it's weight loss, why would you not take the approach that I'm taking? Okay? Success is getting on frequently. 
You know, better to get on five times and burn and, and know that you say, oh, I burned 250 calories. Then you're going to make better food choices. The ghrelin, the leptin, we talk about the hormonal things that happen. But why put yourself behind the eight ball? And you're going to put yourself ahead if you go, oh, you know, instead of saying, oh, I burned 700 calories in 400, or I'm sorry, 45 minutes, I burned 400 or 500. Be proud that you got on and get on tomorrow and burn another 400. But don't, why, why, if I were your trainer and I was telling you that you were burning that number of calories, and that's what a lot of trainers do. Some because they don't know the science and others because that makes their clients feel better about themselves. And that's why the clients don't see the results. If I want you to get results, why would you not do that? One final little trick then. If you say, I don't want to do that, Tom, I don't want it. You should, you don't have to cut it in half, but take it, take at least 25% off. But if they're overestimating sometimes 30% or more, you know, what, half is a great idea. <laughs> but if you go, forget that, I'm not doing that. Punch in a lower weight. Punch in a lower weight. If you weigh 190 pounds, put in 150 pounds. The number is going to be less, but it's going to be closer to accurate. So if you want that as a tip or tool, you can use that because that will get you closer to the accuracy most likely of what's going on. Now, as I finish this up, it sounds depressing. It shouldn't be. You want to know your numbers. And this is why from episode number one, I talk about how fitness and exercise and weight loss, it's about numbers. But you're not given the right numbers. You're not given the right formulas. And that is preventing you from getting your results. So start with the right numbers and err on the side the other way. Why get depressed and go, oh my gosh, I've been busting my butt and the machine's been telling me I've been burning 800 calories in, you know, 70 minutes or less, which again, uh, is really hard to do on most pieces. And, you, and then you start to get upset. So go, oh, you know, 400 and just be happy with that number. And think it's consistency that is most important. I'm going to leave you with that. I say it all the time. It's not what you did in that one session that matters. It's what you do the whole week and throughout every day and adding movement into your day, okay, and making better food choices. And if you feel bad that you got on a machine and you, you're not seeing changes on the scale, you're probably going to start making worse food choices. So there you go. It's not accurate for the most part, and it's not helping you. It's hurting you. It's putting you behind the eight ball. So best case scenario, what I recommend, just cut the number in half and judge your success by your frequency of exercise. There you go. Not a happy subject, but it's just true. And once you get away from and when the weight loss is not the primary goal, we all want to be a healthy weight. But the, if, you, if you stick with it, if you give it time and you just focus on consistency, the weight loss will come. And I don't want you counting calories your whole life, whether it be from your exercise or what's on your plate. Enough. There you go. Fun topic. Great one. That's the science. I could give you more studies. You don't need them. They're going to reiterate the same type of stuff. And again, hard pressed to say, oh, here's a machine where it's dramatically underestimating your calorie burn. All right. Thank you for listening. If you have a spare second, please rate the show. Thank you so much for doing so. If you have, uh, you can uh, follow me and reach out to me, Tom H. Fit on Twitter and Instagram. And fitnessdisrupted.com is a website you can email me through as well. Thank you so much for listening. And I love, thank you to all you who have rated the show, who have commented, who have reached out to me. 
Love what I do. If there's a topic you want me to cover, let me know. If you have any disagreements, let me know. And any guests, actually, we're going to have many more guests coming up you want me to uh, interview, let me know. All right. Thank you for listening. I am Tom Holland, and this is Fitness Disrupted. Fitness Disrupted is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Rachel Zoe here, and we're going back to the Rachel Zoe Project for a very special takeover on my podcast, Climbing in Heels. Come with me as I take you back to season one to give you all the behind the scenes details and drama. I'll be joined by some special guests that'll be helping me share the real stories behind the most iconic moments in the show. So do not miss this special takeover of Climbing in Heels. It's going to be bananas. Listen to Climbing in Heels with Rachel Zoe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.